Um, UFC 275. All right, so we'll just start with the first fight. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. Um, the fight started out pretty, I mean, actually kind of surprised. Honestly, I didn't expect that. I expected Pedro to not, I didn't think Pedro was going to be as reserved and as tactical as he was. But he was, and he. But he was, and it was doing a very good job. I had him winning the fight. Um, he was doing a good job of kicking the legs, and you know, just tacking the legs and staying within his range, and not, you know, going straight and not going straight down the line on Sugar Sean. You know, and Sugar Sean, he's good, but he's only good when he's allowed to counterpunch. If you force him to be on the offensive, or, you know, you kind of you kind of stay on the outside and, and pick your shots he has trouble and you know you could see sugar sean looked like a fish out of water i mean people were trying to say that this fight looked you know that he looked good and he looked all right i mean not really i mean he looked like what would happen if he fought the higher-ups the, you know, the higher-ups are just going to expose him and put him through fights like that where he's just going to be staying on the outside getting picked apart. Um, he did check some of the kicks. Now, people are trying to say that he checked half the kicks. He didn't check half the kicks. He checked some of the kicks, okay? Because there was moments in the fight where, you know, as soon as Pedro started kicking the inside of the leg or as soon as he would sw or as soon as Sugar Sean would switch stances, he immediately started getting kicked in the legs again. And that was also the thing, too, is... Yes, Sugar Sean was checking the legs, but he wasn't doing it consistently. And and that's why I find it very asinine that people are saying that, oh, he, you know, that he checked half the leg kicks. Because if he did, he would have been doing it consistently, and he wasn't. He only did, he only checked, like, the kicks maybe one or two times at the most. And every time, it was always the same. And Pedro, always the same. Pedro never stopped kicking. If he couldn't kick the outside, he, kick, he kicked the inside. Couldn't kick the inside, he kicked the outside. And if Sean would switch legs, then he would start attacking the other leg. I mean, it was, yeah. And, and then so going in somewhere down the fight, um, Sugar Sean, of course, pokes him in the eye. I mean, there, there was two pokes. You know, Pedro, a lot of people are saying that there was only one eye poke. But there was actually one poke. There was a moment where he did get poked in the eye and Pedro just addressed it. But then the second time he got poked and after that, you know, he couldn't see and the fight ended up getting stopped. Now, a lot of people are saying Pedro, a lot of people are saying that Pedro quit and people are saying that the eye poke looked bad. But what people don't understand is if, if and to sum this up, when it comes to injuries, it's always the things that don't look bad that tend to be a lot worse than they are. And it's always the ones that look bad that tend to be not as bad as they are. And it's it's kind of like with, you know, with cuts, you know, people think that a small cut isn't bad. But so a lot of times a small cut is actually really bad. And the large cuts are are fine you know um it was explained by a doctor after the diaz and mazadal fight but people but that's the thing like people don't understand is you know it's always the injuries that don't look bad that turn out to be really bad and the ones that do look bad turn turn out to be not as bad and you know and things like that and you know and to say that pedro munoz is a quitter that that's just an asinine statement i mean Pedro Munoz was not getting frustrated in that fight. He was actually doing fine in that fight. Sugar Sean was the one looking frustrated. 
you know, he was having difficulty. He was having a hard time. He couldn't get his rhythm going. You know, he kept getting kicked in the legs. You know, he couldn't kick the legs consistently without being, you know, he, he couldn't kick the legs consistently without being a standing target. And like I said, even when he did, he would just get kicked in the other leg or get kicked on the inside. So you can tell he, like I said, he looked like a fighter. He looked like how he would look if he was fighting the top of the division. You know, he looked like how anybody at the top of the division would fight him. Just picking him apart, you know, putting him in, putting him at a stick, you know, picking him apart, just keeping him in a position where he can't flow and he's pretty much stuck between a rock and a hard place. And, and that's just it. I mean, for him to say that he was dominating the fight was probably the dumbest thing he could ever say i mean he he was not dominating the fight and the you know and there was nothing that he could say that led to him dominating that that he could there's nothing he could say or give there's no evidence whatsoever that shows he was dominating the fight in fact like i said i had he he was losing the fight so um but yeah i mean will there be you know pedro's eye it's pretty bad. There was a picture of it. I mean, so he's going to be out for a while. You know, they said he had a cut along across his, his eyeball. So, I mean, he had a scratch. I know it wasn't a cut, but it was a scratch along his eyeball. So it, it's he'll, he's probably going to be out for a while. I mean, I don't think, de depending how long it takes for his eye to recover, he's going to be out for a while. And, and, and personally, when it comes to eye injuries, like stuff like that, I would say take an extra couple weeks off because, you know, it just I, I'm not ugh. eye injuries always scare me. But um, uh, for Sugar Sean. But yeah, so the idea of a rematch is most likely not going to happen, most likely due to the fact that, you know, the UFC wants to pump up Sugar Sean. So they're going to try to give him a fighter that he'll look good against in order to, you know, bring up, bring the hype back. And, and if you're Sugar Sean, and of course, Sugar Sean's not taking the fight because he was having difficulty, you know, he, he, he was having difficulty against Pedro Munoz. So, I mean, but you never know, you know, crazy things have happened, but yeah, the rematch isn't going to happen mostly because Sugar Sean doesn't want it and the UFC doesn't want it. And, and they like, they, they want to keep pumping up the Sugar Sean train. So, I mean, all in all, Robbie Lawler, his fight, oh man, this was the fight that broke my heart. I mean, Robbie Lawler, I mean, showed that he can still compete with the young boys because he was beating this young guy down. It was a fun fight, back and forth. Robbie was getting the better of the exchanges. And, you know, in the second round, Robbie started laying on a nice, stiff jab. That was the most damaging shot well well no i think the body shot well actually it was the body shots that were the most damaging but the 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 jab was just money and you could tell it was only a matter of time before robbie shot that hard left down the pipe but you know his opponent came in with a nice upper uppercut elbow that just and it was just one and it's one of those things where if robbie it was it was one of those things where it was just only by an inch or a second because Robbie's jab Robbie threw his jab at the exact time that elbow was thrown and Robbie's jab just barely missed I'm talking barely like when you watch the replay it was so close 
if that jab would have landed, that elbow would have never landed. But it, but that's the fight game, you know. It's just it's it's all it's just it's a game of inches because it's always it's always that close. All it takes is one second, one inch, and that's exactly what happened. Because as soon as he got caught with that elbow, homeboy started putting on the pace. You know, Robbie was still holding on in the fight, but that elbow, man, it just it kind of put it evened up the fight. Followed up by more elbows and last 30 seconds, the fight gets stopped while Robbie's getting bombed up against the cage. And it was just, oh, it broke my heart. I mean, Robbie was winning that fight and, you know, it, it all it was, it just took all it was was one second, one inch that changed the course of everything. So just that, but that's the name of the game. All it takes is one second, one inch. Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. I mean, it, come on. I mean, I don't know what Sean Strickland was thinking that he was going to be able to stand with Alex Pereira. I mean, if you're going to, you know, it, it was just one of those things where, I mean, honestly, I thought if Alex Pereira, if, if Sean Strickland was smart, he was going to stand, he was going to work a takedown. But, I mean, I don't, but he didn't. I mean, he stood there. You know, on the feet, letting per Alex Pereira get his rhythm, get his timing, and Alex Pereira landed a nasty left hook, followed by a straight right that just put Sean Strickland out. I mean, I, I don't know what he was thinking, thinking he could stand with somebody at that level, but it was a stupid move on his part. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know, but <laughs> pride goes before the fall, I guess. Um, Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I mean, this fight, so much was riding on this fight. I mean, for Alexander Volkanovsky, it's, it was pretty clear, you know, it, for, for Alexander Volkanovsky, it was pretty, you know, if, if he lost to Max, this, the, it would have just validated that Max should have gotten the win in the second fight. If Max lost you know, to Volkanovsky, it would have just validated that Volkanovsky is just the better man, period. And, you know, I expected this fight to be just as technical, just as fast, just as competitive as the last two fights. And it was in no shape or form like that at all. Volkanovsky shut out Max Holloway. And, just completely shut him out, just outworked him, outstruck him, and just dominated until the fit all the way up until the end. I mean, kudos to Max. You know, he was looking for the finish. You know, that that was the also the thing I said going into the fight was, you know, the style that he chose, you know, the style of, you know, coming forward and kind of almost coming forward and throwing more power shots, which, of course, left him out there to get, you know, hit more. And, you know, you know, and it worked in the beginning, you know, it worked with Volkanovsky, it worked with his other two opponents, two opponents after, but, you know, it didn't work this time. And you could tell Volkanovsky adjusted, he figured it out, and he just started teeing off on Max. I mean, Max gave his best effort. I mean, he tried, but I honestly think he can't fight at 145 anymore. That was the first thing that came to my mind because... You know, in the wake, you know, leading up to the Yair Rodriguez fight, he talked about how he was putting on muscle. And when he got onto the scale and even when he got into the fight, 
he didn't look as good and that was mostly due to the weight cut and i think you know this weight cut really got to him in this fight and i don't think he can fight at 145 anymore i think he should really start looking at going up to 155 um you know but uh, it is what it is man i i really thought max was gonna win but man volkanovsky without a doubt so yeah just max yeah so uh, for max it should he should really go up to 155 i think his time at 145 is over um that weight cut really really i think is putting an effect in his performance and um I mean, for Alexander Volkanovsky, after beating Max Holloway, he is, not only did he prove he's the better man, but without a doubt, he is the best, he is one of the best featherweight champions of all time in the UFC. One of the best featherweight champions of all time in the UFC. So, um, he's in a position where he can do whatever he wants, where he wants, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, he could fight super fights. He's talked about going up to fight Oliveira. He could defend the belt against Josh Emmett, who's, you know, got his, who's, you know, in the number one position. You know, he just fought Calvin Cater and, you know, got a title shot. So, I mean, if there's anybody, you know, I mean, Josh Emmett deserves the shot. I mean, that's what his fight with Calvin Cater was about, so it only makes sense. He could fight, you know, he could fight Josh Emmett. I mean, there, there's people in the division for him to fight, but he's in, but the position that he's in he can call his own shots, man. I mean, he doesn't have to. He can call his own shots, man. He fought the best. He beat the best. He earned his position. So there it is. I mean, and I think it'll be interesting to see him go up against Oliveira at 155. I'm very curious to see how that fight goes. Um, Like I said, for Max, it's the same thing. Go up to 155, man. I mean, don't even stay at 145. He, he doesn't really have a choice. He's got to go up to 155. Go up to 155 and start testing yourself there because... As long as Volkanovski's at the top, you're not getting the belt. And, you know, and, you know, and let's be real. I mean, you're not getting the belt. And let's be real. That weight cut's really, that weight cut's really affecting you more than, more than people, more than he realized. I think he realizes, honestly. Um, so the last fight, last but not least, Israeli Adesanya versus Jared Kennedy. I said... Leading up to this fight, this fight is going to be an extremely technical and tactical affair. Do not expect either one to dominate. Expect fighters to have their moments, but it's not going to be as big as before. And it's not going to be as big as one might think. And that's exactly what happened. This fight was an extremely technical and tactical affair. You know, you know, Jared Cannonier kept making adjustments Israeli Adesanya kept making adjustments. You know, one thing I also said for Israeli Adesanya, he really needs to, you know, utilize that jab because that jab is going to be the, because Jared Kernier's one weakness is the jab. And that's what he did. He used that jab. He kept Kennanier on the outside. Kennanier did a very good job of finding ways to get on the inside, whether it be leg kicks, going to the body, you know, pushing up, pushing him up against the fence, you know, you know, leg kicks going to the body, pushing him up against the fence. You know, Cannonier made adjustments. You know, he made clear adjustments and showed he can compete with the top of the division. I mean, he showed that in previous fights, but this fight, he really showed that he can compete with the champion because he, he made adjustments. He had some moments, you know, he, he had some moments 
and he did a good job. You know, he didn't stick to one. He didn't stick to one game plan. He he didn't stick to one. I wouldn't say game plan, but he didn't stick to one path. He used a variety of paths, which is what you know mixing it up is all about not just in mixing up doesn't just apply to taking the fight from the ground to the feet it also applies to the tools you use it applies to the pace and the tempo the rhythm and he did a good job of you know switching up the rhythm you know changing the pace you know using the tempo you know fighting from the outside getting on the inside pushing him up against the fence and then staying on the outside and fighting with striking using you know he did a good job of you know changing the directions you know um but like i said adesanya just kept finding a home for that jab and that's that's what got him the win was just that jab you know he kept using that jab and it's what gave Kenanir a hard time really trying to get things going because you know adesanya was just kept finding a home for it you know that jab is what got him the win and that jab that jab was money every time so I mean, Cannonier. I mean, I mean he can get another title shot without a doubt. I mean that guy. I'm. There's no that guy can get a title shot without a doubt. Israeli Adesanya. We all know he's fighting Alex Pereira. We'll see how that fight goes. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And then on to a next. And as Jay Z says, on to the next one.